Hello, everybody. You are listening to Hotter Than Health, episode 55. This is a podcast focusing on fitness, nutrition, health, overall healthy lifestyles, and of course, your morning conference call, which we definitely get into today. And if you don't know what your morning conference call is, you definitely will by the end of this podcast. Um, Today, we have a really awesome interview with Francesca Archila. She is the face and blogger behind whole.chs.living. She is a nutrition, wellness, fitness, um, soon to be practitioner where she's going to be taking on more clients, talking about hormone health, uh, proper thyroid function. She is, um, all about the health, wellness, internal medicine, fixing your hormones from the inside out with nutrition and wellness and proper routine. And, um, she, I'll be the first one to say she's definitely like a guinea pig with her, herself, which is really exciting. So she's really learned to, uh, you know, adapt as she feels and kind of um, fit her schedule to meet her uh, needs health-wise and not the other way around. She's brilliant. Uh, we go into celery juice. We talk about proper thyroid function. We talk about pooping. We talk about uh, disordered eating a lot. And I think that this is going to be a super valuable podcast for you guys. I'm super excited. And again, if you don't follow her already, she's got a ton of recipes. She's got a bunch of real life content. Um, it's not this super curated, like unrealistic page. She's so relatable. She's so easy to talk with and she's just cute. She's just really cute. So just go check her out. It is whole.chs.living. And we're going to talk to Francesca in just a second, but if you haven't already subscribed, liked, shared the podcast, make sure you do it, screenshot it on your Instagram and tag it, let people know that you're listening. Um, We, we, you know, my people, we appreciate um, everyone who listens. We're growing every week and it's exciting, exciting. We're going to have another guest on next week. And again, if you are interested in any kind of nutrition guides, meal guides, fitness guides, consultations, make sure you book on my website. I have all my open availability for that. So make sure that you're checking that out and, um, we're going to get right into this interview. So make sure you grab a pen and paper. This is Eliza G Fitness, Hotter Than Health, the podcast with Francesca Archila. I hope you guys enjoy. Here we are, we have Francesca Archila. She is a fitness, wellness, nutrition, hormone junkie, and we're gonna get into it. Um, we're sitting out on the back porch in Charleston, enjoying this amazing weather. So, perfect environment for a perfect conversation, full of, full of tidbits and knowledge. So, I'm gonna send it over to Fran, and we just wanna hear a little bit about you, your backstory, how you got into health, nutrition, wellness, everything. Give us Alrighty. the details. Well, thanks for having me. It feels awesome on her deck. It's a nice actual fall day here in Charleston, which is awesome. 
but a little background. So I'm from the D.C. area, lived there my whole life, went to an all-girls Catholic school for 12 years where I made some of my bestest friends who I'm sure <laughs> are listening, so hello. Um, and during that time, I guess I didn't realize how much of an impact it had on me, but my parents got divorced when I was 11, and for all of you that don't know, they are polar opposites, like polar opposites. So when they got divorced, my mom decided she was going to go vegan. My dad, he eats like all kinds of meat. He's a fabulous chef, really good cook, cooks everything, pretty healthy for the most part. He just loves meat. Um, But then my mom ended up becoming vegan pescatarian, but she was very into health. She was reading all these Chinese studies about just the problems with dairy. And she's the one who kind of really opened my eyes to different ways of eating. So anyways, flash forward, that's just a little background. I started to eat pretty well (laughs) when I was 11, or or sorry, side tangent, but when I was in 7th grade, my English school teacher took us on a field trip to a pig sanctuary, and they taught us about how smart pigs are and how great pigs are. So I was like, okay, if my mom's going vegan and I can't do that, I might as well give up pork. So anyways, I started eating a lot of vegetables, stopped eating as much pork, and just was more aware of my health. Um, flash forward when I went to college, oh, and in high school I played lacrosse and field hockey, I was pretty active, uh, didn't really care about, like, how much I ate, I was kind of free-for-all, whatever, I feel good, um, but when I got to college, that's when I started to realize that I had to pay attention to what I was eating and had to come up with my own type of workouts, because I didn't have someone telling me what to do or to, like, run laps on the field. And so I think there's where it might have hit me that I was impacted by my parents' divorce just because I didn't have that consistent 12-year stable background of my school and friends that I've known since I was like 6 and 10, etc. And I got to college and was kind of micromanaging what I ate. I dated someone for three months that I knew from high school and it was a very toxic, controlling relationship. Um, and with that, I kind of turned to working out as an outlet because it was making me feel good and happy. But as I made friends and continued to go out, we'd fight and fight and fight. We went to different schools. Mm-hmm. So, Pennsylvania, UVA, far apart. Um, and then the worse that relationship got, the more I started to exercise, the more I started to control my food. And then we broke up and I became really depressed after winter break. And I rushed to sorority, I did end up going theta, but at that point, like, my mindset was just so off, and I just felt alone, even though I wasn't, and I had friends, but it wasn't the same as, like, everything I knew. And so I ended up working out too much and over-exercising, and I was depressed, I just wasn't hungry. Like, when I'm anxious or upset, like, my hunger just turns off. Some people eat a lot. I don't know. So... I ended up getting really, really skinny to, like, sub-90 pounds, which is kind of gross and disgusting <laughs> to look at and scary, um, and disconnected myself from, like, most people that I knew. So, at that point, was, like, the start of my eating disorder, and I was underweight for about two years, mm-hmm. and one of my friends from growing up ended up transferring from her school to UVA and we ended up living together second year of college which helped a lot in getting me to go out more and not worry about food because she was one who always ate whatever she wanted looked great so that was just 
good to be around having that exposure. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I met my husband. Even though I was really skinny, we clicked him out because he had a crush on me from the year before. Hey, Sean. Hey, Sean. Uh, and also, <laughs> by the way, you guys, just to give you a picture, she's not going to go into this, but it is like shocking to see them together because Fran is 5'2". Three and a five, quarter. Three and a quarter. Sean is 40 feet tall. How old? Fall, six, tall. six. He's six, six. Okay, so just picture it. And if you've never met a tall person, then I'm sorry, but she, he's, he's the tallest. It, she's not even the tallest. It's just very stark contrast. So you'll have to go check out her Instagram and um, make sure you see what's going on there. It's very funny. So you yeah. met, so you met Sean. Yeah. And then I guess by going out more with him, my friends, other people, I won't give Sean that much credit, honestly, but <laughs> I just started to let go of everything that I was holding on to. And one other thing, like I would hear rumors, people like, oh my God, she's so scary to look at. There was just this breaking point where I was like, I'm ready to drop this. And so I guess in recovery, you kind of have to forget about all these food rules that you know. and health nutrition wise so I don't want to go on too long about this but oh, I ended up going. over the three years it was a South Africa trip really that got me like I never was sent to a uh, what do they call them like rehab rehabs, recovery centers yeah to gain weight or anything I I don't know why doctors never really took anything that seriously at least mine from home and my parents are really worried and everything and they try and like push paws it down my throat but that doesn't necessarily work so it took about three years to get back to normal weight and it was a five-week may muster to south africa that put the cherry on top and then i was good to go wait Um, what about that trip was so special i think it was just i was around people that i didn't know it was like a random mix of people from uva and I was just like, I can do whatever I want, be whoever I want. And there were so many times where you had limited food options. Like, the week we were in Mozambique, all we could eat were french fries, chicken. I yeah. just never wanted to eat a chicken again after that. And there were some days you are just in the car for three days going through Cougar National Park, which was amazing. And I don't know, I just wasn't thinking about it. I didn't have control over anything I was eating. So I think that just helped let it go. And I wasn't able to move as much. So it just... I don't know. It crept up. (laughs) Um, But then after that, I had senior year. I graduated with a degree in econ, even though I don't do anything related to economics now. And after working for an econ professor for a year, I moved back home to D.C., worked in consulting. I work in software IT tech. Sean and I were dating off and on. And then at some point, he asked me to move to Charleston. Worked for a tech company here, moved here, and life has been grand. But to go back to the nutrition aspect, when I started my first job at Accenture, and I still had healthy eating habits for the most part. Like, I wasn't going crazy. Nut butters and stuff like that helped me gain back weight Mm -hmm. to my natural set point, I guess you could say. Um, But I was always health conscious, just because I can see how eating well can really attribute to a good life and just better way of living it's easier to move it's easier to think and with my mom so into this stuff like that's always been ingrained in my head so it never went away even though I was recovering like I still was passionate about doing things a healthier way so Mm -hmm. a lot of nut butters a lot of olive oil or just more calorically dense but nutritious foods were added to my diet in bulk 
Um, Hell yeah. But when I was <laughs> bored in my first job, or when days are slow, I found these, it was before Instagram, or right when Instagram was starting, so I found two blogs. One was a girl I went to UVA with, Laura Lee Balanced, and back then she was called, like, Beanie Bumbles or something, and then <laughs> Peanut Butterfingers, who still has a blog to this day, six, eight, seven years later. Um, and then that sparked my interest again in different healthy products and different foods and diet nutrition. So from there, I just went on this research spiral, and it kind of led me to just having an open mind and just being interested in, oh, why does this person like this diet and plant-based versus keto? I mean, now, seven years later, there are a jillion diets under mm -hmm. the sun. Um, but that nutrition kind of passion was always in the back of my head, and I was always talking to people about what healthy foods they should eat and this and that. So eventually... Uh, five, six years later, and after two years in Charleston and a lot of holidays, Sean and I did do a, decided to do a Whole30, and that's what led to the start of my Instagram, because everyone was like, you should blog about it, let me know how it is. Oh. And I've always been like, oh, I should probably do some type of health nutrition blog, because everyone's always texting me, asking for advice, or asking me what they should get at the grocery store, and I was like, well... I'm not going to be drinking on the weekends, and I'm not going to be having that much fun. It's January, so let's start with this Whole30, and that's what started Whole CHS Living. <laughs> and, and by the way, Whole.CHS.Living is her Instagram. You have to go follow it. Yeah. It's, it's beautiful. Don't and at follow. that point, there was a blog with it, too, because I was like, well, I'm going to blog about this because everyone's asking. <laughs> <laughs> but to be honest, I don't really like writing. I'm not that good at writing. I was always a math science girl, so it takes a lot of extra effort for me to go and sit and write that. Even on Instagram sometimes. And if you see I go on tangents and speak in tangents because I don't have that, that train of thought <laughs> to think and speak and write well. Um, well, I mean, everything that you write on your Instagram captions, you know what I like about your... Um, Instagram and y'all will like this too and I feel like I sub subconsciously try and copy this sorry um on every single one of her posts there's never a post of like a green juice that's just like happy Monday and that's it <laughs> and there's never a post about like like once in a while there's a picture of Bubba who's her amazing black labs uh, shout out yeah, to Bubba but like every single one of her posts has value and you leave smarter than when you got there so go check out her post because it's not just like some beautiful page that has nice pictures it's that plus it you you get something out of it so well thing yeah I don't, <laughs> she's got no idea like she's doing great um and we were talking you touched on this and i don't know why this is like sticking to my brain so much um when you were talking about your upbringing you mentioned that your mom was really into it and that you kind of learned from there and it was stuck in your brain and then when you went and you realized that you needed to gain that weight back uh -huh. um you had to you said that you had to like relearn the way you thought yeah. about food can you touch on that because I feel like so many people are like they just want a response right now they're like what should I order what should I order what should I order what should I eat what should I not eat they just want a fact to yeah. know about one thing but truly it's it's deeper than that it's when people say I made a good food decision or I made a bad food decision it's like 
they associate good and bad with food when it should just be about knowledge or, you know, right. what do you think about relearning habits like that? Well, to gain weight, I had to kind of let go of any thoughts that I had on particular foods being good and bad because in order to feel okay and not have as much control or like be crazy about what you're eating, you just kind of have to accept the fact that each food that you're eating is just food and then one thing, one like a Hershey bar is not going to kill you, it's not going to make you fat. It just, it's something, it is what it is and like before that people would bring cookies and stuff I'd have like a nibble and be like I'm not touching that it's so bad for you or this or that and I mean it's not there like there are different meanings behind different foods so it's hard for me to touch on that because honestly there's so many years of that whole eating disorder period that's True. blacked out and I don't know if it's out of depression or like they say the brain I mean it's made of mostly fat and maybe there wasn't enough fat to remember I don't know it's weird <laughs> when I think about that yeah I'm like there, it's tough because sometimes people want me to help someone they know or like what do yeah. you say and honestly it's so different for every person and I wish I had the advice to have something concrete like a concrete answer um but it was a but practice I guess, every day yeah it definitely was a practice it was a struggle I mean allowing myself to eat more carbs and breads and bagels and not like scrape off the cream cheese because back then I could still eat dairy it was a struggle, but I basically watching other people that I, this is sound vain, that like looked normal, healthy, happy, pretty, and see them eat without any worry or can, like about what they're putting in their bodies. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're all 20 in college and most people then are not yeah. as health conscious as they are now. That helps. Just let me look at the fear, I guess. But I guess, um, after that, when you go in the working world and you're not going to eat out lunch every day because first you're not necessarily paid that much, you kind of just, well, I just have a, such a passion to research, like, oh, what helps against this disease or, mm -hmm. I don't know, that and being exposed to my family's ways of eating. I just always craved and appreciated healthy food and yeah. it wasn't that hard for me to just eat a lot of vegetables and what you would consider a healthier meal. I wouldn't say I relearned as much then because in 2011, 2012, the diet culture wasn't as insane as it is now yeah. other than the like, eat a lot of protein, low fat, no carb, like zone diet yeah. or that type of stuff yeah. that I just wasn't paying as much attention to it and, and was paying more attention to like how food made me feel. Which is the end goal always, I think. Yeah. People always say like, well, I really want to lose four pounds. I'm like, but you, you said that you haven't felt this good in your whole life. Right. Then why, you know? So I like that you're... I feel like I didn't give an answer to your question. No, no. I, <laughs> but, actually, yeah. you did. And I like that you answered like that because I feel like anyone who's going through this, their story is so individual yeah. that it's like, what works for you won't work for someone else. And you just have to like be willing to change and wanting to change. But... Leading into the next topic, which is relatable, I'm not trying to tangent, but when you did lose all that weight and just being in the fitness industry, knowing what I know, I know that people tend to lose their periods, they mm -hmm. get exhausted, but they can't sleep, stress yeah. is terrible, like bones are brittle, brittle, hair isn't as great, like you don't have the energy you normally do, you, you don't poop the way you normally do. Yeah. Um, 
when you lost all that weight and you were going through that, go into how it disrupted your hormones and, like, yeah. that story because there are a lot of people... It, maybe it's endometriosis. Maybe it's mm-hmm. PCOS. Maybe it's hypothyroid, hyper, you yeah. know, that kind of thing. So, so one on thing with the class that I'm doing now, I really want to zone in on whenever I end up taking clients, either the hormones or a hypo underactive thyroid. But so I was on the pill before I lost a bunch of weight. And I guess when I started getting on the pill, I just didn't look into what it actually meant. And the nurses at school gave them out like candy yeah. pretty much. And they didn't explain like, oh, you're going to get a period, but it's not a real period necessarily. So throughout my entire underweight stage, I consistently had a presence of what looked, well, sorry, no, <laughs> I had like a <laughs> fake period. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Fake period, like, is it Well, I'm assuming, yeah, I'm assuming, I mean, it looked, it was like a period, but I'm assuming it's not the actual shedding shedding of an egg, it's just the lining. Oh, okay, so there's there's nothing in that stuff, it's just, it's like non-potent, gotcha. But it seemed like a period, so as far as I knew, I was still getting a period every month, so that's why I'd go to the doctor and be like, well, I'm still getting my period, so, I mean, I must not be that skinny, or that's how fucked up your head gets. Um... So, I had no idea that it was doing anything to my hormones. I did notice, like, you can see pictures, the ends of my eyebrows were very, very thin and light. Like, it's like my eyebrow would just stop, and my hair was super thin. I don't really remember being super tired mm-hmm. or anything like that. Because it's college, you're in a weird True. schedule. Like, sometimes I didn't have class till 2, sometimes it was 11. I wasn't on a 9 to 5 paying attention to my sleep. But I always slept a lot. I've been weird and, like, going to bed early my whole life. I was about to say, we were, before this podcast, we were just talking about all my roommates are like, mmm, dinner by 5 p.m., yeah. in, de- in bed by 5.30. <laughs> like, we are 103, 100-year-old women living in this house. So, sleep But, is as far as I knew, I got a period the entire time I was on birth control, and then three months before my wedding, which is a little bit risky... I decided I was going to get off the pill because I was like, well, I've been on birth control for 10 years and I listen to all these podcasts and they say how it messes up your hormones, so I might as well see what my hormones are doing. Surprise, John! Yeah. Three months is a little risky, especially because you get off and your body does all these different things. And oh, yeah, with your wedding dress fluctuating, yeah, water retention, boobs. hair, yep. Luckily, I didn't have that many symptoms because I've heard other people have worse experiences, but I got off the pill and I didn't get a period for two years, which is something I've touched on my Instagram and probably what has led me to discover all these other issues I didn't know I had. Um, And also, around the time of my wedding, I decided to go mostly plant-based and I was eating a lot of vegetables. I also started to incorporate intermittent fasting pretty regularly. But I would do morning workouts and then just be like, I have to wait 16 hours even if I was hungry because I thought that was what you're supposed to I don't know. And everything was fine in D&D. And then Jan- I got married October 2017. And then starting in January throughout the next year, I started to like creep on one to two pounds a month. Mm-hmm. And at first I was like, yeah, I mean, also at my wedding... I wasn't trying extra hard to be skinny, but you just kind of shed weight a few weeks before, and then I was eating all these vegetables. Oh, and good to out. know. 
but I continued to drop some weight somehow after the wedding, even though I was like, okay, I'm married, it doesn't matter now. <laughs> so I thought some of it was normal, but then it continued to be Get ready for the future, Sean. <laughs> like, no, the Just weight kidding. gain continued to go on, and I started noticing, like, my workouts started to get sluggish. This is over the course of a year, and I was doing high-low regularly, so I was like, oh, maybe it's just too much high intensity, I don't know, but I was still mostly plant-based, and I just didn't have a period, so the end of December, or December 2018, the doctors were like, we'll give you a pill to jumpstart your period, I may have messed up a year, but, and I said, no, yeah, I just messed up a year, whatever, and I, a year later, I decided so it was after two years, no period, no birth control. I was like, I'm giving in. I'm going to take this pill because I've had about it. And I did start, or sorry, I'm all over the place right now. You took so a I little took red this, pill to get your period. Yep, and I Perfect. was like, well, I don't think it's going to work, but we'll see. And then Christmas Day, I had horrible cramps. And I was like, I don't know what's going on. I was like, Sean, I need to go home. We were at a family dinner and I was just miserable and in so much pain. And then I got in bed and my chest was just like, I was scared I was having a heart attack. My boobs chest were so boobs? swollen, oh. but it was, my boobs, I was just, I couldn't fall asleep too, because like, I get this like, my boobs so bad. Yeah. But I get this pre-period insomnia, and I woke up Sean in the middle of the night, I was like, I'm really scared. Like, it hurts so bad, and I don't know if it's just delayed onset of all these symptoms. Oh. But it's like you haven't I ended had them getting for my five period. years. And that period, whether or not it was real or shedding, I don't know, because it's given by this progesterone pill. I had what lasted, like, nine days. Not Ugh. fun. Especially if you haven't had one in two years. It's like, wait, I don't even have fucking tampons. <laughs> so I made fun like, driving CBS. Um, <laughs> and after that, I didn't get one for about two more months. But I did start in January. This other girl I went to UVA with, Susie, started this company, My Binto. And it's like a natural, I don't know how you call it, supplement protocol for women that are struggling with either fertility problems, period problems. It's an awesome company. You should check them out. Wait, what's it called? MyBinto, B-I-N-T-O. And so I had filled out this quiz, and based on my results, I had to take DHEA, a probiotic, and two women's wellness supplements. And they come in little packets, and you take them after dinner each night. So it's easy. So I started that in January. And I also decided that I was going to cut back my workouts because I had heard, like, if you're doing high-intensity workouts, that can affect your period or lack thereof. And even though I didn't think I was too small at the time because my in-body didn't say so and, like, I felt fine, I was just like, okay, let's try not working out as much and not doing as much cardio, which is really hard for me because I love running. I So they said... And I tell people this all the time. People are like, I'm working out seven days a week, and I don't know what's wrong with me. I'm like, Susan, chill out. Yeah. Like, relax. And so you, I just want everyone to hear this. They told her to relax with some of the high intensity and do a lower impact workouts, Mm -hmm. if any. Yeah. And that was hard. And I would still go to high-low, but just focus on the strength training portions, which I didn't mind. I don't like the bike that much at all <laughs> at high low, but I mean, I would just cut back significantly, and then in March, I started seeing a functional medicine doctor, and she said the same things, and then she also told me I needed to eat a lot more protein, because another thing I felt susceptible to, which I struggle with all these food beliefs, because I know protein can be overhyped, 
but then I, it varies person to person. Like, if you're working on a lot where you have been, like, I had been doing high-intensity type workouts for five years or so, and cutting back and back and back, and I think just doing mostly vegetables and carbs. I don't even know what I was mostly doing. Fats and carbs. Mm-hmm. I just think my body needed something else. She told me to add back more meat, which I struggled with. Because I most I eat I'm mostly paint-based. I love a good steak every now and then. And I love seafood, so I never cut back on that. But I try to add that back in other than getting protein through, like, lentils or other forms of beans. Um, because you're also allergic to soy. Yeah. Which is, like, I a can't huge... do soy. Yeah. So I've... Which I've struggled with. And that was something I didn't know until Whole30. Um, Wait, touch on that really quick. So Whole30 was a good experience, although I'll never do one again. <laughs> because I will say, for anyone who's had a past disordered eating, it makes you revisit the whole good and bad foods and labeling every, like, food, drinks, such and such like that. And then, even though you feel great while you're doing it, although it is a lot of meat, and at some points it just didn't sit well. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't like that they cut legumes but you can have meats. Yeah, agree. Um, Opinions. <laughs> Later. After that was done, when you're starting to reintroduce food, I was like, well, now I know this is what some people consider as bad. Like, I feel guilty eating it, and there's all this guilt around living a normal life. So that I struggled with, and I felt better doing mostly plant-based. Um, I mean, although it did help kind of mold most of my meals into having more vegetables, less like breads and this and that um what was I talking about I just lost my train of thought no I think you did touch on it because you were talking about oh so I had to add back more meats into my diet which is a struggle at first but and then she also had me do my lab work and from my lab results it showed that I was very estrogen dominant my hormones are pretty irregular and I had low hydrochloric acid, which I used to hesitate on eating meat because I wasn't going to the bathroom regularly if I would. And keep, keep going that's back. because of the low hydrochloric acid. So I was like, okay, well, if I eat meat and I can't poop for three days, then I don't want to do that. So I should just eat vegetables. And then she said my and thyroid levels were low, which is a result of the hormone imbalances. Yeah. And I was going to say, for anyone who doesn't know about hydrochloric hydrochloric acid it's helps with your digestion look it up we won't go into it but meat is a super acidic food and needs a lot of acidity in your body so just alkaline vegetables plus hyaluronic acid hydrochloric acid acid, hyaluronic acid is your like pores yeah so anyways if you are interested in more of that then google it yeah And so she said, I really want to put you on a thyroid medication. And that's another thing because I listened to too many podcasts that sway like, oh, we don't need medication or blah, blah, blah. I was hesitant getting on a medicine, but at this point I just wanted to be regular. Although before I started the medicine and I had two consistent periods, so that was a good sign. Oh yeah. I did have, January I started the less cardio, less high intensity in the bento, and then March I got a period. April, I got a period, and they've been sporadic since then. I'll get one once a month, but sometimes the length between is as little, which is a normal 31-day cycle, but my last one is 52. 
52 so. days. Mm-hmm. So it's still, there's still some issues there. And you're not and on I'm birth control to still. Out. No, no, no birth control. I take a thyroid medication every morning and I take these bento supplements when I remember. But I think with traveling and just being all over the place, yeah, I've had a weird schedule. Um, and we got a bunch of user questions. We asked user questions. Who am I? We got a bunch of questions from people on Instagram when we posted about it. And if you don't follow us on Instagram, make sure you do whole.chs.living and me at Eliza G underscore fitness. Plug, plug. Um, we got questions about hypo and hyperthyroidism. Yeah. Or hypothyroid. So yeah. touch on like your experience with that what were some of your symptoms because I know a lot of people are like I think I have a thyroid issue I think I have a thyroid issue mm-hmm. and the hormones are getting to be not, like so commonplace to talk about which yeah. is great people are more aware but I feel like sometimes people overdo it and then sometimes people don't do it enough yep well your thyroid your gut and your hormones are all so interwoven in ways that I just didn't realize so my hormones being all over the place low hydrochloric acid and that the irregular periods in my thyroid's all be thyroid all being related and underactive makes sense to me now that I've kind of researched and just been more aware of my body. But I remember, like I never. Some people will say they feel so sluggish they can't get out of bed, and I have mornings not as much anymore, which I think is a good sign with my periods as well, but I remember, like, a year ago, I would sleep eight to ten hours and still be tired. When I, I remember that. You would text me, like, be like, I missed my alarm. It's, like, 9.30. I didn't move all yeah. night. It's, it was weird. I mean, I wake up a few nights, or a few times in the night to pee because I drink too much water, which is another thing thyroid-related. Um, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. I still do. So you just but. pee a lot more. Yeah. You just aren't retaining. Well, you're thirsty. Thirsty. Which okay, I do yeah. the lemon sea salt. I've been doing that for years. And yeah. that did help initially. And I, I think I drink a regular amount now. I just still wake up once or twice to pee most nights. Yeah. And by the way, but, like we said earlier, Fran's tiny and like she chugs a lot of water. So <laughs> I, I can imagine there's like not a lot of space for water to go. Yeah. But, um, so what was I touching on? Um, soy. Oh. <laughs> How I notice it. Oh, oh, the low thyroid. Okay, so yeah, feeling tired, that's one of it. The irregular periods, that's one of it. Weight gain. Um, I didn't notice any thinning of the eyebrow this, like I did when I was underweight, but at this point I did not, so I didn't notice symptoms like that. Um, but foods hormonally to avoid, which is a question I got asked. Mm-hmm. A lot of people think soy can affect your hormones, and I used to drink soy milk, I used to eat tofu before I realized that if I, and I can have it in moderate amounts, but I'll get little hives and I'll get itchy the next day if I have, if I had tofu like at dinner, the next morning I'd wake up, like my allergy symptoms would be so much worse, sneezing, phlegmy throat, but I realized it's just not worth it, so I cut it out. Mm -hmm. And I do miss having that option for like a plant-based protein. This tempeh looks good, mm-hmm. and sometimes you go to these vegan restaurants, that's all they have is their alternatives. I'm like, well, I can't do that. And Starbucks soy milk lattes I really miss because oh it was just Oh, my God. Thick. They are so yeah. fucking good. It is so creamy. I'm glad you said that. I wasn't yeah. going to bring it up, but, <laughs> dude, ah, but they are so But people good. throw out that argument that that can mess with your hormones. I mean, I if when I eat meat, like chicken, beef, I want it to be free-range, organic, non-GMO. I don't want anything that's touched hormones because that 
can definitely affect your hormones. If the animals are given hormones and you're eating that, that'll eggs too. Yep. Um, so you want to avoid that. Wait, so people, just to reiterate, people want to be avoiding any types of animal products, proteins, eggs, fish, meat that have been sourced either not locally or not wild or not organic, mm-hmm. not any, no, any hormones, um, anything else that you would avoid? So for meat, no, I wouldn't say avoid. There are foods that I had to add back in that I was avoiding in order to help my hormones because I think my body was just in a place of stress and like fight or flight mode that you kind of have to let it know it's okay and that can be by increasing your carbs through things like potatoes or like bonza pasta or love yeah I love bonza too other Uh, sponsor sponsor (laughs) products like that to make your body feel like okay it's okay I am getting enough carbs for the amount of energy that I'm expending or for me the protein just make sure it's sourced well and Mm -hmm. seafoods like wild caught that's other thing farm-raised fish that can be affected by hormones too Mm -hmm. or just not natural it's just not living its natural life but I don't yeah heard it can mess with that um what is a what is a day in the I mean life dairy, I yeah. don't eat dairy. I should you say don't. I would avoid dairy if I could. Hormonally, some things can be affected by that. But yeah, I can't do I can do butter just cuz I'm lactose intolerant. So although it was in Greece I was okay eating the feta. Um mm-hmm. I don't eat any dairy products, but some people will say they can benefit from from it. I would personally just avoid it, but I don't want to say anything's bad cuz that would just I just, there's no, I just think that there's no benefit that outweighs not having it. Yeah. At all. Yeah. At all. I'm like, if you just want to have a piece of fucking cheese, I'd rather you just say that. Yeah. You know, and like, just enjoy it. And let's not like, have a whole conversation about why, and justifying why you're having it. Just enjoy it. Yeah. Um, but what are some things that you like have in your grocery haul? Because I know a lot of people have asked mm-hmm. you. You and I have, like, shared a bunch of text messages about... Yeah. I mean, if you go through our thing, it's all it's only food and pooping. Yep. <laughs> it's literally only food and pooping. Well, and I always have broccoli on hand, because baked broccoli or steamed broccoli, that's just a staple in almost any meal that I have. Spinach, I do as well, which used to be the base of my salads, but then I started researching this amine diet and low amine diet only because I randomly... And this seems to happen only in the heat, and it's another topic I go into, but there are times where my face will break out into this red rash. And like when you someone, drink, when you have a glass of wine, and then you're like, it, that, that when kind I have of thing? soy, some people think it might be, um, like something in leafy greens? Bay. No. Oh. Well, it could be foods that have a lot of abine, like histamine in them. Oh, and see, I don't know about one this. Of them. So it was more as thinking the combination of spinach with maybe another food. Yeah, I don't know. It's a whole other diet you can Wait, research. Amine? Yeah, it's called the low amine diet. A M I N E. And alcohol has a lot of amines in it. Spinach is one oh, of yeah, them that so I was like, shocked. Okay, yeah. okay. Soy. So anything that was making me red, I was like, okay, so maybe I should cut back on spinach. But you'll find different greens that I have. I love beets. I love cherry tomatoes. I love, I mean, I always have mixed nuts almonds and cashews are my Mm go-to lentils i just found this product thanks to lose weight with kate because it's called hempe 
instead of tempeh, it's oh made of Oh my gosh, hemp yes, seeds. I saw it at Whole Foods. Yes, and I still need to cook it. I got it earlier this week, but I was thrilled to find that because it's kind of another, it's another alternative to tempeh, and it's a non-soy product, and it's plant-based, so I'm excited to try that. Please let me know. Frozen rice cauliflower, I use that in smoothies. I will cook with it with coconut aminos and other veggies to make like a stir fry that's soy free. I eat a lot of lox. I eat a lot of avocados. Mm. I love everything but the bagel seasoning on everything. Um, How do you feel about healthy fats? I have a hard time with them sometimes. Too many? <laughs> yeah, I mean I love nut butters, but uh. then sometimes I feel like I was overdoing it and it wasn't working for me. and. One issue I have with being non-dairy is that almost every alternative is a lot of fat because for me it's nut-based. So if I have a Kite Hill yogurt and then I have like a rice cake with Kite Hill cream cheese and then I have something with almond butter and then a salad with avocado and lox, that's a lot of, like I think it's overdoing the healthy fats to an extent mm -hmm. at some point I started to tra track it because I was like something's just off and I don't know if I'm having too much of one macronutrient and that's fat it's I so like experiment in myself all the time and then try and listen to podcasts to back me up and what I think it's just a hard <laughs> time for me to try and pinpoint this um but I love all healthy fats sometimes a little too much and mostly in the form of almonds Gotcha. Uh, yeah they can go a little can go a long way it's like one large mm -hmm. handful of almonds and then yeah. you're good I'm like, yeah um, well, yeah, that's what I wanted to know about because a lot of people get scared of fat and a lot mm -hmm. of people, but now a lot of it's like keto and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, but I'd say like a typical day of eats for me would be the mornings, probably a chia pudding, which I'll do with either the forager, um, plain unsweetened yogurt or the Kite Hill Greek, depending if I want more protein or not, or a thicker yogurt. I add one to two tablespoons of chia seeds, let it sit overnight, throw in raspberries, blueberries, and then I'll top it with either like purely Elizabeth granola or Helen's blender bomb granola or um, a bomb, a blender bomb and nut butters. And then lunch, I love going for big salads. I mix arugula, spinach, arugula, mezclun, mezclun, I don't know how you actually pronounce it, lox, cucumber, cherry tomatoes, or maybe roasted beets. Love beets makes this vinegar flavor one that I'm obsessed yes. with. Yes, they are so good. And then I like, in terms of dressings, Tessemes has some good ones, and then Primal Kitchen Lemon Turmeric has, it's good, and then sometimes just like, even lemon, lime, olive oil works, salt, pepper, everything with bagel all over it. Uh, snacks, I do nuts, apple, nut butter, um, the kava hummus and cucumbers and I put everything but the bagel seasoning all over my hummus mm -hmm. and dip and eat it. Y'all have to see follow yeah. her Instagram because <laughs> what I love about Fran is like no bullshit it, it's not the prettiest food and I like it because that's exactly how my food yeah. is it's like everything in it she explains why you should have it and all this good stuff but like you see this chia pudding and you're it actually makes you want it more I feel like yeah, when you see pretty good. food I'm like I don't want to eat that it's too pretty but yeah. then I'm I'm obsessed with y'all have to follow the account to I'll see all the chia puddings they look and so anything good. I make is pretty much I don't I'm not a big chef so you can cook it in 15 20 minutes I love those Evo hemp bars mm. they're crack you introduced them to me the cookie dough ones oh my god Evo hemp so um, good and they're at Whole Foods or online they're not anywhere else I haven't found them anywhere else except for a couple smoothie bars in the area but mm -hmm. we need to get we need to get them oh. popular and 
well, dinner will also be something like salmon, shrimp over either cauliflower rice, stir fry, or a salad, or with broccoli and little uh, fingerling potatoes. Or I'll do like lentils with the cauliflower rice and put the um, Siete Foods Ugh. spicy Can't blanco over it. Siete Foods is another staple in my pantry. That, bonza in terms of alternative foods, simple meals, crackers, mm. stuff like that. Um, but one thing I wanted to touch on with the hydrochloric acid and adding back more protein <laughs> Tell me. is, and I wasn't a believer for the longest time, but since I added celery juice into my morning routine, like, I am a regular girl every morning, no matter how much meat I've had or not. Let's get into it. so much. Let's get into it. Like, I it has, it's been life-changing. Like, and I wish I started way longer ago. And I have a podcast about this, I think, from a year ago, and y'all can listen back to it. Uh, just about the info so but go into the cellar juice like give give I want to hear your morning routine I think that's like a staple in our conversation so like start to finish your morning what helps you set your day up and then include celery juice okay well I do have a big thing of water that I leave in the bathroom be specific how much water uh, I want to say it's the size of 13 32 ounces it's a big like the biggest healthy human there is yeah um, and I don't put lemon overnight because then I wake up and taste disgusting. It's just sea Agreed. salt in the water, and I have a Brita put that there. So I wake up recently. I keep waking up at 4, but then I go back to sleep because I don't want to be up that early. So, like, today I woke up at 5. My alarm's set for 6.20 most days. And I drink my water. I have to take it with my thyroid medication. And sometimes I'll take that when I wake up in the middle of the night because you're not supposed to eat or drink anything for 45 minutes except water. And after that's done, yeah, it's changed a little recently because I used to think I had to have celery juice before I worked out, but one thing to go back to the period, I stopped working out first thing when I woke up because I didn't know if that was putting more stress in my body, but I started to add, back, add that back in. So I'll either go to Hilo if the class is open, or I'll work out in our little mini gym and do weights and stuff for some mornings. I just don't work out and I get to work early, but... I go into my kitchen and I have my pre-chopped celery in this Tupperware because it'll save you time. And then I just got this $100 juicer off Amazon. It's pretty small, but I nailed it down that from injecting the celery to getting my juice to cleaning, it takes five to eight minutes. And I make 16 to 20 ounces of celery juice. I drink that. Do you chug it? Do you put anything else in it? Some people put a dash of lemon. No, nothing. I've heard and read that it's best on its own, at least Mm -hmm. according to medical medium. I'm sure it's fine, and maybe if you want to ease into it, but I personally like celery, so to me it just tastes like salty celery water. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I really It kind of throws you off at first, because you're like, but I love celery, but this is a really weird flavor, but it tastes just like celery. Yeah. It kind of, like, takes out any... Anyways, go ahead. Go ahead. So I have that, and then... After I've had that, I pour either lime in my healthy human or lemon. I've been mixing it up lately with sea salt. And I take it with me to work, but I don't have anything for 15 minutes. Because here you can't. I don't know. I think water's fine. But, but you I may as well give it some time to yet. settle. And then on my way to work, which I take my dog Bubba, I go to the Starbucks drive through because I'm a Starbucks addict and I still can't give it up. True addict. And I just don't want to make something else at home that I have to clean because that's just three different things in the morning. And I'm in and out and I eat at work I don't normally eat at home I like to get in early so I can go about my day when I need to um and well that's about it for my morning routine Mm -hmm. oh I guess I do wash my face 
and I've been using Beauty Counter now, which I like a lot more. Sorry, I was thinking to get to the point of the celery juice. No, I don't have so a slow like, and react relaxed morning. I'll say that. It's pretty much I get up sometimes with my alarm, sometimes before it. And I'm either like, okay, let's go, 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 because I just want to get to work. Because basically when you get in, you leave eight or so hours after that, or you're able to, depending if I have meetings or not. So mm-hmm. I'm just kind of like... Yeah. I don't do the slow morning thing. No. Maybe I should. It is more relaxed. I mean, even the celery juice, that thing, it's slow. I sit well, there, I'll put on a have, podcast and listen. And you have, like, a routine. I don't think yeah. it necessarily has to be at a certain tempo. I think yeah. that you just, like, have to prioritize you in the morning. But no matter what, like, unless I'm out of town. On the yeah. weekends, if I go out, I have a late night. I'm still drinking that celery juice first thing in the morning. It helps. Like, I my energy levels are up. A... I don't, I'm lucky that I don't really get that hungover, even though sometimes it should, like, I should. You really don't. I know. It's just like a fish. It's weird. But the celery juice helps. It just makes me feel more energized and there, and it makes me want to make better decisions about my day in terms of, like, what I'm eating, so. And talk about how it's helped your poop. Yeah, so I used to, like, eat meat and not go to the bathroom for three days, and now if I have it that plus coffee 20 minutes later like sometimes I'll have it without the coffee but it's just like oh I'm to the bathroom within the hour and And it's great I feel like so many people are irregular and they're like what can I do what can I do what can I do and I can't tell you how many people I've like asked and if you hear anything in the background um and you're curious as to what it (laughs) is me too I'm sorry (laughs) anyways um but I feel like I've told so many people about celery juice and they're like oh but isn't it just a fad I'm like well, it's a fad that's done well yeah. enough to, like, solicit me really, really pushing it hard, and I haven't tried it. I've pretty much been consistent with poop for forever, but not not like yeah. I don't need the other benefits, but I have only done it, like, sporadically, mm-hmm. so you think it's best to stick with it consistently yeah, to see I the mean, best results? Even without going to the bathroom, like, I feel less bloated throughout the day. It's just made me feel a lot better. I don't know if it really cures diseases to the extent that some people say it does, but the one thing behind celery juice that makes me believe in it more is that it wasn't started by a marketing campaign, like, we're going to sell celery juice. It was all movement of people actually having testimonials about how it's changed their life and putting it on Instagram. And now there are people marketing off of it because it's such, I guess, a fad, but it's a fad that started from truth rather than from a, like campaign money or marketing background so that's one reason it's kind of opened my eyes but I just I was such a doubter like oh it's just another thing you know like another green juice but it's helped me a lot how long has it been since May mid-May May June July August September dang I mean I had like four or five weeks off when I wasn't in town but you were in Greece, so what yeah. are you going to do? Greece, Italy, this girl travels. But, and it's I'll awesome. say when I traveled, it helped with that, too, because a lot of times I won't go initially just because it's between the stress of the airplane and the time difference. Fight or flight is so real for yeah. poop. And my diet abroad, like, I wasn't eating as many vegetables. I was enjoying the local food. It's been Greek. I had a ton of Greek salads, but I also was eating feta cheese and tzatziki because it wasn't bothering me and having more meat. and. Mm-hmm. I was fine, which was great. Yeah, and I feel like a lot of people, they get into such a routine that mm. when they go travel, they're like, fuck. They're like, yeah. well, now I am off the walls. I am unhinged. Like, 
unable to find one vegetable. People think that vegetables disappear when they go on vacation. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, I feel like I'm almost healthier because I want to try other cool, healthy options because I know I'm going to be drinking. I know that yeah. there are going to be other foods around. So I'm like, may as well try the healthy things, but still get, right. you know, the other stuff. And do you think that, do you think that, like, people who, or what are your opinions on people who want to travel a bunch? Because... You are, like, successful young woman, still young, but, like, great career. You have this amazing, I don't even, I hate the word side hustle, but you've <laughs> got, you've got this successful Instagram, all this stuff going on. Um, if someone's in a nine to five, what, and we hear so many excuses about the nine to five, like, all the time. What would your best advice be for someone who's in a nine to five trying to be healthy? Maybe they want to have a side gig going on with and then create it to be their own yeah time. well you definitely have to make the time for it and hopefully you also have people encouraging you to do that and not just like there's any negative thoughts you have against it kind of figure out where that's coming from and why but honestly you just need to prioritize whether it's healthy eating and meal prepping on a sunday or one evening of the week like, yes, it's time-intensive, and yes, you can clean so many dishes, your gel nail polish peels off, <laughs> but you kind of just have to make it a priority, and I say that, and I even know I'm not that good at that just because I've been juggling a lot. I wouldn't say necessarily with work and stuff, just being in and out of town and having a lot of social obligations and then just being exhausted that I want to eat before I take a picture of the food and like, you have to have patience, you have to have the desire and stamina to, like, sit and actually do the work that you want to do. And you can't just expect to get on Instagram and get thousands of followers after one good picture. I mean, it takes a lot of effort, and I look at some people who have made this a full-time gig, and it's that. It's a lot of exposure. Like, to, I think, really succeed, you have to be very vulnerable and very on it and very consistent. Mm -hmm. And I'm not that great at the consistent part. <laughs> but... To be healthy, you have to make that a priority. And, yeah. like, you kind of have to be in a habit of eating healthy foods for, I'd say, 21 days, maybe even two weeks to just see how your body feels to that. And then it won't be more – it'll be less of you trying to force yourself to eat a certain way and more, like, that's what your body wants because you know you're feeling great after eating like that or maybe moving more. Like, you're getting that natural energy and benefiting off of those – better decisions mm -hmm. and having like natural whole foods less processed stuff like that yeah um it's more just about taking the time to either wake up early or going to bed earlier like I won't lie I'm in bed 8 30 and I'll sit and read and do this and that I'm not good about putting my phone away however long before bed but I have my fan go on and the white noise and I'm like out like a light by 10 I don't know yeah. I've been really good at sleeping recently. <laughs> good. Because I know um, a lot of people struggle with that. So it's yeah. nice. Like, knowing that it is such a big part of, I feel like, health sleep is such mm -hmm. a big part. You're like, but I got to wake up early. But I got to do all the stuff. I don't have yeah. time to sleep. I'm like, if you don't make time to sleep, the other shit doesn't matter. So. I'll say, though, like, I feel as though this is a lot easier being in Charleston and I don't have a long commute. Like, sometimes I think about people in New York or bigger cities where they have... 45 minute commute on the subway and yeah. then you have to walk to get all your groceries and then you have to go up like eight flights of stairs because you don't have an elevator and then you have a tiny kitchen to work with 
And that stresses me out. Oh and then thinking God. about doing that and then going to a gym that's, like, maybe two miles away and then with the snow. Like, I don't think... I think I'd have a lot more excuses that are valid excuses than I do today. That's a really I've good point. I've just benefited a lot in being in places where I can either walk to groceries or work or the gym. Mm-hmm. Like, when I was in D.C., when I left, I had that benefit. Or here, like, everything right now is within yeah two-mile radius. Literally, Hilo, Whole Foods, Trader Joe's, my office. It's my like house. it's really important to say that we are yeah. privileged for sure, and I know that not everyone gets to have yeah. this lifestyle. I think that no matter how quote unquote easy you have it, no matter what, because like everyone has their shit going on in their head, but no matter how easy you have it set up or hard, you have mm-hmm. to make it a habit. Yeah, because otherwise anyone can quote unquote fall off the rails. Um, but I mean, I don't want to keep your keep you too much longer. Oh, but no, I mean, I, just... I could ask a million questions. Um, the questions are good, though. But, I yeah, one one last about. thing. So, I know you're, like, a podcast junkie and you love learning. What is one book, resource, podcast, app that you use? Like, what is one small, measurable act that people could do to, like, make themselves more whole and more happy and more healthy? I'm trying to think of something. Because I always try to model off you. Hilarious. Well, there's... That's a broad thing to pick one. I was about... Pick one, give me... Okay, give, give one. <laughs> I can give one of each, but I can't pick one of some. Okay, I'll do one of each, and you can do one of each. Okay. Go ahead. I'll do one podcast that I love is the Cabral Concept, because he makes one every day, Monday through Sunday. I don't listen to Saturday, Sunday, really, but it's like Monday's Mindset... The Monday mindset's great. Tuesday, I don't remember. I know it's Weight Loss Wednesday and Truth Thursday or something. I can't remember. The Tuesdays. Cabral yeah. podcast? Cabral podcast. I'm taking his integrative health yeah. practitioner class. But Monday, it always starts you off on a positive note. It's like something about bettering your mindset. So that's great to hear first thing in the week. The Cabral concept. I need, concept. I need yeah. to listen to that this week. Yeah, that's one of my most religiously listened to other than yours. And then I like Freckled Foodie and my Muddy Green because they interview a bunch of different people. Mm-hmm. Um, and then one not like podcast. What is one product that you're just live by, die by? It can be anything, store bought, tampons, I don't care. Having a planner. Oh my God. Like, that's I love true. handwriting in this planner. Like, that's one thing. It sets the tone for my day. I write out everything I have to do. I write out what I plan to do. I mean, I don't really do it the night before, except I have this week. And I just got a new one. I think it's called, like, Plum Paper. And it has a little daily gratitude thing at the bottom. So it's like, I need to start doing this. Um, Plum Paper agendas? Yeah. I love and you that. can customize it. So, like, mine has today's top three priorities and then it's like schedule of the day and you write in times that you have something and then there's a notes thing at the bottom and then it's like tasks and then there's a daily gratitude and then a workout of the day I need that yeah actually that's weird so I don't even want to say it out loud because it's the product idea but that's basically it god damn you can tell me after this also (laughs) that is so cool I love that and then I can't live out without my dog Bubba ugh Dogs make Bubba everything better. He's so sweet. We just have this damn chihuahua yeah, but in my house. Yeah, he's cute, too. He's cute. Why, what would yours be? Is it the Daily Stoic? 
Well, I talk about the Daily Stoic <laughs> all the time. I need to read it. <laughs> I just read one well, page every day, and someone had the nuts the other day to tell me, yeah, I mean, it's a good book, but, like, there's so many other better ones. I'm like, yeah, there are so many great people in this world, and they're way better than you are. Like, I, I was so offended <laughs> that he said so it. That's so annoying. Um, I would say resource right now would actually be the China Study, which is oh, a book yeah. we were just talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, thanks, Cam Brown, for the book. And I would probably say the China Study. It's an awesome, huge, like, biggest case study ever done on health. And then for, like, products or something like that, I would probably say right now would be... Shit, I don't know. I don't think I have one. The packets... <laughs> The packets of guac that I've been getting at (laughs) Trader Joe's that are super quick that I've actually been eating just like Go-Gurts, which don't judge me. I can feel it. And they're so good. Anyways, 100 calories. Um, But anyway, so I'm off on a tangent. And full disclosure, I did have a half of a wheat gummy before this. (laughs) And if I've been weird, then I won't know until you guys tell me next week. Um, We're all human. But... um, Thank you so much for being here, Francesca. Yeah, thanks for having me. And I'm going to put her Instagram in the show notes, but you can find her on Instagram at whole.ch, whole.chs.living, whole.charleston.living, and we'll have her back on soon, um, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye.